This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. everyone and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach and I'm so excited for today's show because there's no greater bliss than laughter. Laughter has been scientifically proven to lower blood pressure, alleviate stress and anxiety, and it really is the best feel-good medicine around. So welcome to our comedy club this week on Finding Your Bliss, when we will feature celebrity comedian, actress, writer, and TV star, now making her home in Hollywood. That's right, Carla Collins is in the house this week on Finding Your Bliss. And she's come here to tell us all about what she's been up to in L.A. We'll hear a track from her upcoming comedy album, find out all about her Carly, Carla Wood reality series on Amazon Prime and her dazzling new comedy meditation series. We'll also meet up with a comedian who's been described as a tall glass of water. And not only is he hilarious, but he's also a real class act. We will talk to Evan Carter later in the show. But first, we are joined by a comedian who is one of the most long-standing comics on the Canadian scene. He's still one of the funniest guys around, and that is Simon Rakoff. Simon has been performing stand-up since 1978, considered one of the quickest minds on the scene. Simon is widely regarded as one of Canada's top acts all across the country. Simon Rakoff is known for being a comics comic, and his act is carefully crafted and full of thought-provoking, hilarious routines covering religion, relationships, and man in the modern world. All of this is combined with the best ad-libbing abilities in the biz. And on TV, he has also appeared on all of the major festivals, including the very famous Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. He's appeared on many variety shows, including his own special on CBC. He's a regular on CBC Radio on shows like The Debaters, As It Happens, LOL, Definitely Not the Opera. And he was recently featured in quite a large way in the award-winning documentary film When Jews Were Funny. He has even sold numerous jokes to Jay Leno for his Tonight Show monologues. We have never met before. We have not rehearsed this in any way. Okay, we used to be married, but that's another story. Welcome, Simon, to Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio AM 740. Thank you, Judy. You read what I wrote you perfectly. Your act is hilarious, and your one-liners, your improv is second to none. You really are a comics comic and one of the most brilliant minds out there. And you've managed, Simon, to make a living as a professional comic for over 40 years, which is pretty incredible. To what do you attribute your success? Well, I've never thought about success, I guess, is how what I attribute my success to. Um, you know, it's it's a craft. I mean, I, I, I actually sell a T-shirt that says comedy's not a job. It's a personality disorder. So I don't think of it as a career. It, it's more sort of a, a who I am than anything else. So I'm going to ask you this question, which was actually on page five, but I'm going to skip ahead in my skip mind ahead. and ask you, did you always know you were funny? Were you a funny little kid? I think I was. I think uh, we were a funny house. You know, we used to joke all the time in my home. It was just the way we were. I'm not sure why, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, we were always doing stuff. I mean, even in grade school, I used to I used to put on little sketches and shows and 
you know. Were you the class clown? Were you the one that was getting into trouble because you were making jokes and and Uh, cracking people up? A little bit when I was young. Um, Yeah. I mean, essentially, I I stopped being the class clown when I got into stand up in clubs. At that point, I I didn't care about school anymore, (laughs) you know, making them laugh. I I would, you know, save it for the crowd. Right, right. Your jokes and what I've always marveled at is that they often make intelligible, very complex subjects when it comes to politics and world events. And you have a way of sort of disseminating the information, kind of like TV journalist Linda Ellerby used to do, disseminating complex subjects in the news and making them clear, concise and straightforward. How do you come up with this material and what does it take to write five minutes of stand up? Like, could I do it? Um, Well, I mean, anybody could do it, uh, but it's a question of, you know, how is it? I mean, it's like, you know, yes, I could paint a picture of a man, but I don't know how good a representation it would be. Um, of a stick figure. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, it, as I say, it's it's about perspective on things. You know, it, it, it's a way you see the world is what makes comedy, right? So, so I don't think about it. I don't sit down and go, I should write a bit about blah, blah, blah. It's that I see something and I automatically interpret it in a comedic way that's that's how my mind works you know what i mean it's not it's not a it's not an effort it's a it's a it's a a personality disorder as i say (laughs) we have a clip from your set and as always it's fresh funny and so bang on can you set this up for us yes this is a clip from my set that's fresh (laughs) funny and so bang on What's it about, Simon? Uh, well, it's about getting older and, and uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, my act now is a lot different than when I was a 17-year-old, obviously, you know. Right. It's, it's, uh, I'll have the chicken, the chicken I'll have. That was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is a joke with no context now that people are sitting going, what is she talking about? But that's okay. So, yes, maybe a setup does help. <laughs> Can we roll the clip? Let's have a listen. I know I'm old because I'm baffled by technology. I bought a Roomba the other day. I don't know if you know what this is. It's a, it's a vacuum that's like a disc. You don't push it. You just turn it on and it, it finds every corner of your house, goes around by itself and, and you know, vacuums your house for you. And then I was thinking, I, I have a coffee maker that's on a timer. So when I wake up in the morning, the coffee's all ready for me. And all my bills are paid through an internet account automatically where my money is also deposited automatically. And my PVR records all my shows for me so I can watch them later. And my calls are picked up by call answer service. And I suddenly realized my life doesn't need me. (laughs) I could die and my life would go on exactly the same way. <laughs> Woo, that's so great. And that's new. I've never heard that. Yeah. That's well, new material. I love that. I'm always coming up with stuff. <laughs> you you were saying before, Simon, that you're you're actually from a very intellectual family. Your father, Vivian, was the chief psychiatrist at the Clark Institute for 14 years. Your beloved late brother, David Rakoff, was a prolific writer of five books, was a prize-winning humorist. Your mother, Gina, is a brilliant doctor and therapist and a wonderful um Gourmet cook as well. And your sister Ruth has written a beautiful and touching book. 
I know about the intellectual bar being set high because I've sat around your parents' dining room table and I know you had to be like a ballerina on toe shoes to attend an evening and keep up with the intellectual discussions that would ensue about arts and culture and politics in the world. So I know that's where the intelligence comes from, but where does the comedy and the humor come from? I, again, I'm not sure. I mean, my, my mom is very funny. My dad laughs at everything. Um, so maybe from there, you know, it's a way of getting attention. It's a way of dealing with things. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I deal with depression and I think comedy has sort of really helped. You know, it's a way of because the thing is, things that are nice and good aren't funny. Right. Oddly enough, you know, it, what's funny is, is is the bad stuff in the world. It's a way of coping and, right. and you know, a perspective. And so I think, in fact, most comedians see a lot of problems and issues that most people don't even notice. Right. You know? Right. So Pollyanna's not funny, like seeing the world through rose-colored glasses the way I do. That's, that's not really funny. It's funny not, is tw- twisting it upside down and seeing it, seeing the other side, right? Well, it's, what I'm saying is that, that, that positive perspective on things is unlikely to lead you to, to humor. Right. Right. It, it, you know, if, if, if I look at a wall, I know that there's wires and guck <laughs> behind it. You know, I know that the wall is just the surface to protect us from seeing all that stuff. Right. <laughs> right. And that's kind of how the world is to a comedian is I see behind the, the gloss to the cracks. I've seen you, as they say in the comedy biz, kill, which means do so well on stage where the crowd goes ballistic and it's like a standing ovation, applause for five minutes, and, and you just know it's just it's just an unbelievable moment. I remember that one show. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a highlight of a gig where you just thought it doesn't get any better than this and you really were in your element? Um, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time that I feel like this is the magic, you know, I like, I mean, I like the, the moments where, you know, where you think of something, you know, off the top of your head that it's, it's almost like a magic trick, you know, when, when, when somebody says something and you've got the perfect response. I mean, the other night I I did a show in a theater and, uh, you know, I was just doing a short set, 10 minutes or something. I said, well, I should go. And I've been having a good show. So somebody in the crowd goes, keep going. And I said, because it's up to you. (laughs) And it got a huge laugh because it's just in that instant, right? Yeah, yeah. You you make them fall in love with you because you're you're so funny and you're so quick on your feet. And that's like the best thing that I used to always love to watch you doing your your MC stuff. You know, like, yes, your feature. Crowd work. Your your crowd work because it was always different, always fresh. And and always like, you're like, how did he think of that? How did he do that joke? That's so awesome. Well, I remember once, for instance, here's a perfect example of how how a joke can can turn a situation around. So I'm asking a woman, you know, I ask the crowd who's from out of town. A woman says, I am. I said, what brings you to Toronto? And she says, uh, I'm here for an operation. So the cool. crowd just goes silent. You know, it's this really uncomfortable moment. And I just looked at her and said, oh, they're big enough. <laughs> oh, no. Got a huge, <laughs> huge laugh. Huge <laughs> laugh. Even she laughs big, right? And it, it just, all the stress is gone, gone. in that moment. Uh, and that's a great way to relieve stress, right? Like over the holidays, as we approach the holidays, humor and laughter. And this comes to the fact that you wrote an article for my online magazine, findingyourbliss.com, shameless plug. And the question was, is there bliss in stand-up comedy? And so for the longer version, I do encourage our listeners to read your amazing article in findingyourbliss.com. In fact, turn this but- <laughs> off right now and go find that article. <laughs> but for the short answer, answer does laughter and comedy bring you bliss? 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's as close to bliss as I get would be hearing people laugh. I mean, it is, it is like a drug almost. It's, it's a definite high that most comedians can relate to, you know, that moment where it's just zing and boom. And, and even that feeling of no, like the little clip you played, you notice how I take that little slight pause before I do the punchline. So I set up all the things that happen automatically and that slight pause. And I suddenly realized pause. My life doesn't need me, right? right? Boom. And I know in that pause, like, and here it goes. That's the timing. And, and That's timing, and, right? But it also, the feeling of of <laughs> just like being at the top of the, the roller coaster, you know, <laughs> thing. And I, I know, like, here we that go. That great feeling's going to happen. Yeah. And that great feeling's going to happen. Exactly. So does every good joke happen this way? But um, but um, but um, bum. Are all jokes one, two, three, or is it much more complex? It's than much that? more complex than that because the whole thing about it is it has to be unpredictable. It's got to be like judo where they think you're going here and then nope, we're going here. Right. Right. That's right. the moment that creates the laughter. So um, I actually have a scientific theory. I think it's like, um, you know, they built the Canadian Railroad from both ends and then they met in the middle with the golden spike. I think it's two things that you know. Mm-hmm. the listener, mm-hmm. but have never put together. And the comedian is able to to lead you there. And the trick is getting there one second before they do so that they're not lost when you go ding and hit the spike. They know what the connection is, but they don't beat you to it. Right, right. What are the three most important things to Simon Rakoff? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I mean, my daughter. And um, and my daughter. <laughs> and I'd say my daughter is also very important to me. And your family, of course. No, of course. My family <laughs> and, and my friends. And, you know, that's what's important to me. And I mean, obviously, my reputation matters. But in the end, you know, no, it's the people I care about that I care about. And I don't care about a whole lot in this world, of course. to be frank. I'm not a I'm not a very materialistic person. I'm not a I'm not a very ambitious person. You know, I I like having the freedom to say what I say and do what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm good and, that and way. And you can feel good knowing that Cliff, my husband, actually thinks of you as his very good friend. <laughs> and that says a lot. We are very and, close. And they're very, very close. And, you know, he... he well, you know, a common pro- <laughs> enemy really brings you together. <laughs> what do you have coming up, Simon? What are some good... <laughs> oh, my God. What do you, what do you have coming up uh, in the near view? <laughs> well, Boxing Day, I'm going to be doing a, a Jewish uh, show at the Comedy Bar on uh, on Bloor and near Ossington. Amazing. And mm. uh, next month, in January, I'm doing a, a week uh, headlining in Kingston at the Absolute Comedy there. And then I'm emceeing two weeks after that in Ottawa at the Absolute Comedy Club, which is the best club in the country. I mean, it's unbelievable there. That's amazing. When is that last one again? Uh, it is, I think, the third week of of uh, of January. Amazing. And if people want to look it up on Absolute Comedy or on my website, SimonRackoff.com, yes. uh, there's a calendar there. You That's know, amazing. Click shows and they're all listed. And also, I was I was searching your website, simonrackoff.com really is unbelievable. There's merch on there now. There's merchandise. There's lots of video clips. Uh, obviously, all of your gigs, all of your press. Like, your website's really amazing. Yeah, well, it's, it's like I'm a professional comedian. <laughs> it's like you're... <laughs> and you've been doing this for 40 years. 40 41. Plus. 41 years. That's yeah. pretty April is my anniversary month. I don't remember the exact day 
I went on first because it's not like it was at the time a, a thing I thought, oh, yes, I'm going to need to remember this day forever. I was just, you know, trying it out. The fact that I got hooked and stayed is, you know. Pretty awesome. It says a lot about you because you've managed to make a career and make a living at this career, stand-up comedy for over 40 years, which is fantastic. So everyone go to simonrackoff.com to find out when all of your gigs are. And I want to thank you so much for being here today, Simon. That thank was fantastic. you, Judy. You're the best. Thank you. Will you stick around for a bit, Simon? Your pal Evan Carter was in the studio earlier this week and we had a great conversation. And the reason he couldn't be here today is because like many comics, as you know, he's on the road. So let's have a listen to that interview now. I love Evan. Me too. <laughs> Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Evan Carter has been described as a long drink of water. He started his life in the west end of Toronto in an area called Etobicoke and went to study at Sheridan College in Oakville. Since the early 1980s, Evan has worked full-time as a stand-up comic, writer, producer, and performer. As a comedian, he has worked on numerous television shows, including his own half-hour special on the CBC, and as an on-air host on the Shopping Channel for four and a half years. His favorite venues, though, are live theaters, and he has worked in many of them as a featured performer and special guests with such stars as Gladys Knight, The Temptations, Fats Domino, The Shirelles, Midnight Oil, and the late Marvin Gaye. He also tickles the corporate funny bone working with corporations and was also an instructor at the College of the North Atlantic in the country Qatar, teaching presentation skills to managers at their oil company. He has also worked with Canadian comedy legends David Broad, Dave, oh sorry, Dave, Dave Broadfit and Don Heron. He has also made many appearances on the Comedy Network, George Strombolopoulos, and his many radio appearances, of course, on CBC's The Debaters, Metro Morning, Fresh Air, and later in the same day, and LOL. I'm so happy and honored to have Evan Carter here today on Finding Your Bliss. Judy, hello. <laughs> Hi and welcome. Thank you very much. And it's so nice to see you again. It's so great to see yeah. you again, too. Yeah. Uh, we spent many, many times together in, in comedy clubs. Comedy uh, clubs and uh, fundraisers. I remember you hiring me to do something for the Hadassah Weed Cell. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes, and B'nai B'rith. Um, uh, did, so we, we've, we, we've, we've been, been around, we've been we've around been the around block. To, yeah, we've been around the block. <laughs> I love that. Evan, when did you decide to devote your life to comedy? Because you've been doing this. You're one of the longest standing comedians who really is working and making a living at comedy in Canada. Well, I started doing it in 1977, and it was something that I thought, well, I was I was just going to do it, and I was uh, still working during the day. And then I thought around 1980, 81, I said, well, this is something that I want to do full time. And if I'm going to do it, I'm really going to have to go in uh, both feet into the pool. I'm going to have to jump into the deep end. 
That's pretty incredible. Your high school friends convinced you to go on stage for a fundraiser. What happened that night? Can you take us back? Well, what happened was um, this was something called 10-gallon fat, and uh, I was at Etobicoke Collegiate at the time, and what we did was this big fundraiser and, and, and at the end of the year and allowed us to have money for the following year so that, you know, you can put on different events and hire bands and, and things like that because that's how the high school presidents get voted in. Who can get the best bands? Oh, that's so that cool. Was, that, was, that was the thing. And, and it's probably, see, this is how they should be running political things now. Never mind the economy or anything like that. Who can get the best bands? You're right. I think if we can get, yeah, if we can get like a big ABBA tour, if we can get ABBA to come back, they go, yeah, vote that, to vote that person in. Never mind trade uh, with You're whoever. Right. No, if you can get a good band, get that person to run the country because they know they know what they're doing. They know what the people want. Uh, so, um, and that was it. So, friends said, "Well, you're funny," and I never sort of thought of myself as funny. I don't. Um, so I, I got up and I wrote a, uh, a country and western song, and uh, I did a, a impressions of a couple of teachers, and that was uh, you killed. As I, I say, I killed. The I killed. <laughs> Judy, they were. They were, I mean, you. They were at your. <laughs> they were at my feet, Judy. They were there. Yeah. So um, uh, you and that was just sort of. Uh, that, that's what I did. That was the beginning. Oh. You've been the opening act, Evan, for many legendary performers. Can I call out a name or two and you give me one or two words of what that performer was like or what your experience was like doing that gig? Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight was really fabulous. Um, uh, doing it at a uh, a bar the first time, a very big bar called Lulu's just outside of Kitchener. Um, that was the one night. And then uh, the next night we were at Roy Thompson Hall. Wow. Uh, it was her first solo tour. I know you said one or two words, but um, <laughs> I, I've already broken through that that uh, ceiling. The um, But what I learned was watching her because there was something be- just before she went on, uh, her son, who was managing her at the time, was complaining about something. And she just stood ramrod straight, looked out at the stage and said to him, we have a show to do. And it just said to me, yeah, nothing else matters at the time. There are people who have paid money, very good money, to come and see you. Wow. We have a show to do. And and be a professional. And, and I mean, I can sense that you always were a professional because you just strike me as that kind of person. We're going to get to what your name means a little bit later, but okay. <laughs> I love that. Dion Warwick, how cool is that? That was very cool. It was at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in uh, Montreal and opened up for her for two shows when she was playing there. It was uh, an absolute disaster for me because for $50, and this was in 1982, you got all you could drink and the ticket. <laughs> but you could not order the drinks while she was on. So all of the all the drinks were being uh, uh, ordered and served while I was on. Oh, dear. <laughs> and and uh, it was in her contract that you could not smoke in the first few rows. So in 1982, you're telling a room full of Quebecers <laughs> that they can't smoke and they can only uh, get their get their drinks while, uh, you know, Chuckles the Clown is on. You've also worked, Evan, with such Canadian comedy icons such as Dave Broadfit, Canadian Air Force, Don Heron. You've been a frequent guest on radio and television. You hosted your own CBC special. That must have been a thrill. Can you take us back to that experience, your half-hour special? Well, what what it was, it was um, uh, something called uh, uh, Comedy Now. And we just had an opportunity, and they gave it to so many different Canadian stand-up comics to do. 
And uh, what we did, we went out there and you, you put together, you wrote your own material and also you wrote the streeters. So the stuff that you were doing just on the street. So you had little skits in between. So that was, it was a lot of fun. That's so yeah. cool. That's amazing. Your father was a highly respected and revered judge and was the first Canadian born black judge in the country in Canada. Yes. And your mother was the first woman of color to work behind the counter in a major department store in this country. And which is so like you, you get a little bit yes. teary when you, when, Absolutely. You, when you when I was writing it, let alone saying it. And I understand that your father was a very kind and beloved person. Can you start by just telling me a little bit about your dad, George C. Carter? He must have been so proud of you. Dad was someone who uh, grew up in Toronto, born and grew up in Toronto, went to Harvard Collegiate which was revered during the 30s. I mean, when you think of the Shapowitz brothers were in there, uh, Wayne and Schuster came out of wow. there. And then you've got uh, Joe Schuster, who came up with Superman, <laughs> uh, came out of there. So uh, that was the group that he was wow. he was with. And yes, just all iconic figures. And then he went into the law after he got out of the, um, after the war was over and uh, just, you know, built up his practice. He was head of practice, but... He had a very good understanding of the law can't be used as a hammer. You have to use it to leave everybody with some dignity. I mean, now it would be more of a healing circle. You would think of something like that. But he really believed with that both sides have to be treated with dignity. And that was something that was just uh, really amazing. And something that I've learned that you have to just treat everyone with a sense of respect and a sense of dignity. Things just work out uh, better that way. It it can't always be a winner and loser situation, which is the way our legal system is generally put together. But, you know, everybody has to walk away with with some dignity. dignity. Your mother's name was Kathleen Carter, and I know that they named you Evan, which is derived from the ancient Hebrew name, which means Yahweh or gracious. And you are so gracious. So it's well, thanks, really Judy. interesting when like a, yeah. name, a name fits the person because it's, it's so true. Yes. And, and it, it's also, and um, there's also another, I think it's Hebrew, uh, which it means stone. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, putting all of that together, I, and I love the name. I always love, <laughs> always love my name, name because uh, when I was born in the mid fifties, there weren't too many Evans around. I never really ran into any other Evans. But I've always just thought it was, and I still think it's just a, a great name. It is. It's a, yeah. It is such a wonderful name. Did you get your funny bone from your dad or your mom? It would probably be more from my dad's side. Yes. The Carter side of the family is is quite uh, funny. I had an <laughs> aunt who was an actress down in New York, a number of aunts and uncles who were very, very funny, which just sort of always led me to believe that a... Uh, women are funny, just as, as funny or even funnier than men. And B, uh, the funniest performers are the ones who never make it to the stage. Some, they're just, <laughs> we all have aunts and uncles or, yes. <laughs> um, siblings or friends who never go on stage, but are a, a very, very funny. So it it's would true. be that side. So. And they always used to, uh, back in the late 50s, early 60s, comedy albums were coming out very big at that time. So when you think of Bob Newhart um, and the button-down mind of Bob Newhart, when you think of uh, Flip Wilson, when you think of Moms Mabley, they were all putting out comedy albums and they were bought by our parents <laughs> and played in the living room, you sure. know, when the aunts and uncles came over and <laughs> yeah. as kids we were shuttled off to some other part of the house. <laughs> but you could still hear... yeah. 
hear that. And then, you know, you've got Ed Sullivan that was on every Sunday night and there'd always be a comic. Uh, Johnny Carson would always have a comic on. So you start seeing all of that and you're just thinking, wow, that's, that looks pretty neat to be out there by yourself and doing it. So my mother could be funny, but she didn't know it. Right. One of those individuals. But what my mother did know was that, um, A, all, all four of her kids were different, and she saw in me uh, something, because at the age of 12, she took myself and uh, my grandmother, her mother, <laughs> we went to see Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. I can still remember sitting at the time it was called the O'Keefe Center. It's gone through a number of different name changes now probably about 10 rows back, center center row, and just sitting there watching Sammy Davis Jr., my brain just exploded. Oh, oh I can just imagine. That, yeah. that laid the foundation and, yeah. and laid the seeds. You were a host on the Shopping Channel for four and a half years, and yes. I know what that's like because I did someone's mat leave on the Shopping Channel. I remember it very well. So I'm going to show you my best shot if you show me yours. Okay, okay. here it goes. okay. Item five two three six nine five. I'm so excited to share this stunning tennis bracelet with you today. You can just see that sparkly. You're going to sparkle the night away with this beautiful bracelet, perfect for any occasion. It's sterling silver platinum plated. It measures seven and a quarter inches in length. And today we have our special holiday price one twenty nine ninety five or six easy pays of twenty one ninety five. That's right. Five two three six nine six. It's going, going, almost all sold out. It's so gorgeous and so festive. Don't miss out on the showstopper, the tennis bracelet with all the sparkle to light up your holiday season. Okay, Evan. Oh, you know what? And and what I love about it is you're looking at three quarters of a carrot of beautifully cut diamonds right there. Seven and a half inches, as as my partner Judy was saying. And what it is, I know we've all got that special someone in our life, whether it be a daughter, whether it be a wife, girlfriend, uh, mother, mother-in-law, who this would just look magnificent on. What I love about this is the simplicity. It's not something that's going to overtake all the other jewelry or something, but what this is is going to be an accessory that's going to... Just maximize your outfit. Whatever you wear it is. Are you going to wear it during the um, during the evening? Or are you going to be wearing it during the day when you're sitting around having a drink at the golf club? Well, uh, this, this is just going to be the all-purpose. You're never going to want to take it off. And so many people are just going to be so complimentary. And they're going to say, who gave you that? And you're going to... And, 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 there you go. There you go. And there you go. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you what's just happened because of what you just said. We're sold out of that item. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> so congratulate yourselves yeah. and applaud yourselves on that because we're sold and go, out. And go on the waiting list because if some <laughs> might come back into the system and if they do, and if you get on that waiting list, you could take advantage of this. And, and, and I know you're going to love it once you get it home. I see why you had the job for four and a half years and I only had it for seven months. That was well, fantastic. Well, I didn't go on on a mat leave. It was, uh, uh, we did. We done good, Judy. We done good. I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. Evan, what was it like performing in the summer of 2015 in front of 44,000 people at the opening ceremonies of the Pan Am Games? Do you ever get nervous and how do you overcome it? Well, it was something that it was so surreal because it's so many people and there were so many seats in front of me that were empty because the uh, um, the athletes were coming in and that's where they were going to be sitting. So what you were looking at was 44,000 people who were not looking at you. They were looking up at the screens. So you were basically performing in 
front of 44,000 necks and uh, doing that. And I just learned to slow things down and uh, and just enjoy it and just thinking this is really you know, a magnificent experience. And uh, once again, very, very, very proud to be Canadian. Wow. What a, what a fantastic honor that was. You you just you also toured with the fabulous show Legends of Motown. What was yeah. that like? Um, we're still doing that. And this is the uh, we'll be touring until the middle of April. And it's all these uh, groups that I opened for originally. And so I was brought in to do uh, MC this tribute show. So it's fabulous. We have a lot of fun. We did a show in Florida where uh, Mark Wahlberg introduced us, oh. which was uh, <laughs> cool. And uh, it was uh, just fun. But it's a 16-piece group. We travel right across Canada into the United States. We're looking to do more in the U.S. and travel over to Europe, which is is fun. But it's just a lot of fun and December 14th in London. Oh. Uh, yeah. December 21st in uh, Brantford, uh, December 22nd in uh, Mississauga, the, the Living Arts Center. That's amazing. And you can check the website for shows all across Canada at legendsofmotown.com. And also, if people want to get in touch with Evan to book you for a corporate gig or a comedy gig yeah. or anything, it's evancarter.com or you can go to him on Twitter, Evan Carter Comedy. But that's spelled Evan, E V A N C A R T E R C M E D Y. Or you can go on Facebook just to Evan Carter. What is bliss for you, Evan Carter? Bliss is for me is is getting up in the morning and knowing that I've got great kids, I've got a great partner, and I'm working in an industry with uh, that I love, and I get to work with people that I love, and that's just absolute bliss. And a lot of people unfortunately, haven't been able to grasp that. So I, I really appreciate the fact that I get to do that every day. It's so incredible. How do you feel that comedy and bliss go hand in hand? Like, do you feel that laughter can really help you find your bliss or at least give you a break from your life so you can enjoy some bliss for, for you know, the hour or two hours that you're in a comedy club? Well, what it does, it allows you to just uh, take a look at life from a, from a different angle. And, you know, when you think of of how comedy has helped people get through prisoner of war camps, through the Holocaust, through slavery, through times like this that we're going through, where the world is, you're just going, my goodness, it's it's really a bizarre place. To look at it with a comedic thought really helps me to look at it and just go, okay, we've got through it before, we'll get through it now, and we're going to get through it in the future. That uh, looking at it from a comedic angle really, really helps me uh, get through it. And the fact that I get to present it to people and they go, okay, life's pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah. I've seen you. I've seen you kill and I've seen you gig for years and you're amazing. And I love the fact that you've been doing it for 30 years and you're still going strong and you really are like your name. You're gracious. You're strong like a rock and you're a nice guy and a very funny, hilarious one too. Thank Judy, you. <laughs> I love you. You know, I love you. And uh, we don't see each other enough. Well, I'm so happy we got to see each other today. And yes. thank you so much for being here, Evan Carter. Thanks, Judy. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. 
Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back and we are joined now by the beautiful, talented and hilarious Carla Collins. And so now the moment we've all been waiting for live in our Zoomer studios, <laughs> Isn't it? the hilarious and beautiful blonde bombshell. Miss Carla Collins is in the house. So let's all put our hands together. Thank you for that. And give a nice Canadian warm welcome to Carla Collins. That's so lovely. Carla Collins was just named Comedian of the Year by the Southern California Motion Picture Council. Three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. <laughs> she, is, she has appeared in numerous television shows in both the U.S. and Canada. She performs comedy in clubs, theaters, and festivals all over North America. And I'll never forget Carla's hit show, I on Toronto, where she was not only the host, but played all of these hilarious characters. And she was fabulous in every show. And I even remember the costumes were so fantastic. <laughs> she also has a U.S. comedy special called Emotional Support Cougar and her very funny reality show Carla Wood is now actually streaming on Amazon Prime. That's Carla Wood, like Hollywood. You can also look forward to Carla hosting a brand new luxury travel series. She's one of the co-hosts of that on the Discovery Channel premiering in the spring of 2020, and it's called Jet Set. So great. And her new upcoming comedy album is coming out in the new year. She's going to also tell us about her very popular comedy meditation series, and she's even performing in this comedy meditation series this weekend at Down Downward Dog. That's tomorrow. Downward Dog. I believe that is, uh, well, you can look that up. 735 Queen West. <laughs> there it is. And it's from 3.30 to 5. And I think there's bubbly involved champagne and a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff that Carla's going to tell us. But she flew in from Hollywood last night just to do our show. And I'm so excited and pumped to have her here. So if you want any more info on Carla or our show, follow us on at the Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. Check out our online magazine at findingyourbliss.com. Carla, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. My goodness, like I feel like we peaked really early. Like that's we peaked thank, in the green room. Thank goodness I, I'm not bogged down by facts. Um, Judy, I love you. I love your pantine hair. I know. Not, the reason I'm on this show is because I too was once married to Judy. She was hurting after she and Simon broke up, and I swooped in, treated her like a lady. And now we're here. <laughs> so a lot of stuff happened in the nineties. <laughs> Carla, you're hilarious. You're a Canadian girl. You're Canadian born and bred in Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> and then you made it big and moved to LA. And that's everyone's dream. What's it been like <laughs> being a comedian in Hollywood? <laughs> is everyone's dream? Well, I mean, I think it's probably the same as being a comedian anywhere and everywhere, right? You're, yes. it's a hustle. You're rising and grinding and, <laughs> um, you, you know, we were talking about this earlier. You have to be in love with it because, you know, it's not always the glamour and you, uh, and I, for a long time, I was just so much more comfortable doing radio and TV. I really came to comedy as a bit of a late bloomer. 
Because you've you've hosted so many shows. You hosted E! Now. You did that with Dan Duran. You are, like, I always think of you as the consummate entertainment host, and yet you can just flip right into comedy. And and in every role, you you, you rock. Like, you're amazing. Thank you. You're a real pro. You have success. I'm never leaving this building. (laughs) I just want you to know, your whole staff is so lovely. Everybody keeps taking care of me. I I feel like, I don't know what's going on, but I I don't want to leave. I just want to spoon everyone. Appropriately. 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 You know, I mean, that I always wanted to do comedy it's my first love and a lot of times on tv and acting you can't really you know let your freak flag fly so um so this is really my first love i came back to it and uh but i had a, a huge nerve problem for a long time like really i would like, never I know that it's so terrified i was really, terrified eh? and now i would i could jump up and do a solid 45 minutes to an hour at a garage sale like i would do, <laughs> right like against people's will i will do comedy just stop them on in the plane street. in the plane and, everyone oh, i'm the walking up and down the aisles where are you guys gonna go plus i was a flight attendant so it combines some oh, of my skills that's so interesting Air Canada, that's right that. for a summer <gasps> wow i know where the emergency exit is at all times in my life and uh, and everybody here knows what being what a flight attendant I might as well have been walking around in a nurse's outfit because, you know, <laughs> so if for those of you who are not to be believed, everyone wants a flight attendant or a nurse. But yeah, so, um, but and now I really, it's, I, I, I just love it and you need to. And it so loves you back. Like. It loves you back. We actually have a clip from your sizzle reel and a sizzle oh, okay. reel, everyone is just one of her highlight reels. And we're going to play it now so that our listeners can hear you in action. Let's roll that clip. Make some noise for Carla And I'm very spiritual. I just got Botox in my third eye. The visions. That's why I hear all the time here in LA, Carly, you should go on a cleanse, girl. So I'm like, oh my God, what if toxins are the only things holding me together? That's right, Corey. I like to keep it at a 10. Are you kidding me? Like this intensity, I'd be a rocket ship in bed. I'm just kidding. I've disappointed more men than Rogaine. You were looking at sexual catnip to every man. Over 90. <laughs> yep, I'm a Shriner's wet dream, it turns out. <laughs> it's kind of insulting because I'm like, Grandpa, where do you see this going? I mean, really? What are you going to sex me on your rotary phone? <laughs> Hello, Klondike 5. This is Gramercy 1. What are you wearing? A petticoat? <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, oh, I, so I don't even remember saying half of that. So it's funny, mortifying Carla. to hear back. Um, it is yeah. true, though, because I, I, I really I have... Um, here's who's attracted to me now that I'm back out in the wild again. I'm just whipping through marriages. We're all good friends. It's cool. And next time, I'm just going to sister-wife it up. I'm going to sister-husband it up. Have two at a time so I can hit my quota before I die. Because um, you find out who's attracted to you. And for me, it's I'm, I'm dating a much, much older man and a much younger one. For feng shui. Because for me, it's, it's vaping or vapor rub those are my two <laughs> options i'm not kidding i'm out there that's breaking hilarious. hearts and breaking hips that's look out hilarious. it's really it's like people who look like that's they're gonna hilarious. get carded or you know you're so funny fellas who didn't even have they didn't even have like soft porn they just had like black and white grainy like they didn't have porn talkies is what i'm trying to say those are my two categories those are your two categories carla you shot carla wood in toronto and it's a docu-soap comedy series about your life story and it's now streaming on amazon prime which is beyond cool well we shot it that's all shot in los angeles it's when i first moved to los oh. angeles yes yeah we shot oh it there God. it's a toronto production company but oh, um you know amazing. that was all shot in la yeah, and that's following and how my cool antics that, how it was cool fantastic that that's it was on, so much fun 
Everyone check that out. It's called Carla Wood on Amazon Prime. That's so cool. We wanted to call it California, but that didn't pass through legal. (laughs) Carla Wood's not really a play on words. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds weird. But yeah, so that's That's very cute. It was a lot of fun to, to film. You're also very into this whole new, very exciting brand of comedy, and it's called Comedic Meditation, and it sounds so intriguing. And this is what I was telling you guys off the top of this interview, that tomorrow at Downward Dog at mm-hmm. 3.30 in Toronto until 5 with some bubbly, some champagne, Carla is going to launch into one of the first comedy meditation series in Toronto. And then you're going to be back in the new year doing this quite a bit across yoga studios all across the GTA, which is so cool. Yeah, and, and- and, and surrounding area. Yeah, it was like a little areas. sneak peek that I'm giving you this weekend. And um, oh, this is so cool. This came about because my friend Katie Reese, uh, she's a former member of the Groundlings. So, you know, that's a very, and oh. was a stand up. Um, and she owns a wellness center in, La- in Los Angeles. Yes. And, uh, you know, it really combines my, my loves because for a long time, I think I've had a bit of a marriage of the comedy and spirituality. And you hear meditation and comedy and think it doesn't go together, but it really does. And there's actually some science behind it. Um, there's a study from Loma Linda University that when you're laughing, you reach a gamma state, which is the same state you're hoping to reach in meditation. Yes. So basically, uh, what we started doing in LA is uh, once a week people come in, we serve bubbles because we're trying to also take the preciousness and the woo-woo-ness out of right you know, right because i was like people yeah. talk mm, i'm holding space for you i don't know what that means <laughs> like i just so you have some bubbles then i do about 30 40 minutes of comedy and then i take you through a delicious guided meditation guided meditation yeah. and we were going to ask you to on the show you're going to show us a little bit 30 seconds of what it looks like towards the end of the show before i do my meditation but we're so similar you just start with comedy you know, i twins. start with an interview we're twins except okay for those it. of you who are just listening to the radio we're twins but carla is like five foot eleven Not, blonde, you're my hot, you're my blonde, hot jewish gorgeous. sister who i want to be with pantene hair <laughs> You know, you know that, you know, I was at the Kabbalah Center when I, because, you know, you go to L.A., you got to join a gang, right? Book. For production. Oh, yeah, well, for protection. I, I was like, it's a Scientologist or a Kabbalah. And even though I was diagnosed as pre-Dianetic, I went with the Kabbalists due to Madonna. And uh, and I've actually performed stand-up there. And I always joke that when Madonna took on her Hebrew name and became Esther, I took on my Hebrew drag queen name and became Yum Yum Kapoor. Because, you know, I've always wanted to be Jewish. So, so, so yeah, so... um. Yeah, it's, it's so I, cute. It's silly, but <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I haven't slept much. You're, you're, you can't <laughs> tell. She looks gorgeous. You wrote a book called Angels, Vampires, and Douchebags. I just want you to know that when I called Chapters Indigo to order this book, they said, I said, I can't, I don't know the name of it, but it's written by Carla Collins. I think Angels <laughs> is in there. He finished my sentence. He said, it's Angels, oh, Vampires, kidding. and Douchebags. Like, he totally How knew fabulous. what it was. And I love this. And it, it's so interesting. Tell us a little bit about what an angel is and, and the angels in your life, vampires, and I mean, we all know what the douchebag part is, but well, just, usually, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's usually pretty like man buns, <laughs> you know, right? Baby, no, right. Um, well, I think we're probably all a combination of the three, but you yes. want to maybe lean more heavily into angels. I say it's the world's first um, comedic self-help book, but instead of it being about ourselves, we're just going to blame others. <laughs> but it's about the people who are in your orbit and that has right. a huge impact on us. And so also angels, vampires and douchebags are people, places, things. It could be a great deal to you, like a hot bath. 
Yes. Is an angel. Of and, course. you know, bottle of champagne. Two studies, by the way, that said that they're, they both contribute to longevity. So I am going to be immortal adjacent. <laughs> I'm not just bathing in champagne. It's fine. Um, just sponge baths, of course, because I got to drive. But, uh, and a vampire is someone who, you know, there's the parasites Edgy. Who, who just, well, they, they sort of suck the energy out of you. You right. know, after, and they're very sexy and seductive. So we want them, but they're not we good do. for us. But then right. remember twilight. Right. Do you want your vampire to have glitter? <laughs> no. Leave the glitter to me. Um, and then, of course, douchebags. You want to avoid those at all you, costs. You really do, <laughs> and you want to keep that. You know, that, those are our lower base instincts, anger and and the like. So yeah. I just tried to stick with the angels. And you've got a lot of, we were talking in the green room just before the show, you've got a lot of angels. And we're going to get to the, the biggest angel in a minute. But you've got a lot of angels around you in your life. And it, and, and I know your, your hairdresser that you dedicated the book to. And yes. uh, yeah. And yes, some very special Nina. people. She was so one. You know, I really, a lot of times you just win a lottery, you yeah, know, with the yeah. people in your life. Yeah. And I think, although my mom would always say, luck has nothing to do with it. You work out relationships. So yes. I sort of hear her echoing that. But, uh, yes. and of course, yeah. So, and absolutely. Awesome. So yeah. your mom is, mm-hmm. is, certainly your first and most important angel and the person that loved you unconditionally. And, I wanted to do this interview for two reasons. One, because mm-hmm. I've long time been a fan and also you helped me out of the marriage assignment. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, that, that too, of course. <laughs> but um, I always thought you were so funny and talented. But I also have two kids mm-hmm. and a friend of the family as well who had your beloved late mother, Rosemary Collins, Madame Collins, as they called her, yes. as their grade six French teacher. And I actually have a quote from my son, Max Liebrack, and another friend, Noah Chakoff, who both were in your mum's grade six French class. You know, I cry at Geico commercials, right? Like I will be an openly weaving mess, but so my son, Max Liebrack said, Mm -hmm. Madame Collins deeply cared for each of her students. She always wanted to bring joy into the classroom. She was very funny. She made me enjoy learning French. She made everyone love French. She was so positive all the time and made me passionate about learning because she was so passionate and funny and she knew how to make everyone laugh. She loved everyone and everyone loved her and she made everyone feel special. She was my favorite French teacher of all time and I loved her. And Noah Chakoff, who was one of her baseball and baseball players. I recognize the names, by the way. Absolutely. (laughs) Heard I've the heard names. about Max and Noah. And he said, I remember that to get the boys to focus, Madame Collins used to promise that if we finished our work, she would tell us a story about when she taught Wayne Gretzky and Suzanne <laughs> Marie. <laughs> and Noah said also that he really liked her and she was a great teacher and was so nice and understanding, but tough. And she took zero bleep. So that's mm-hmm. that. And I remember your mom vividly saying, the arms on those grade six boys are something else when they're playing baseball and I can't get over them. I love <laughs> in her deep, in her deep and limitable like she, voice. I mean, that, that voice, she was, oh. has a voice, had a voice deeper than Darth Vader. She truly did. Like it was all people would say, uh, yes, sir, what would you like for room service? And she's like, I'm a madame. And I could just, I hear that. And, well, that's just beautiful. But she Judy was, and, and my kids were, bawling when I told them because they didn't know Max and Lily and I know mm-hmm. Noah was devastated as well they didn't know that your mom had passed and they were so sad because she was just she was a force she was just a light and I see she where, was a goddess she was I, a goddess you know I mean yeah. I, 
when my mom passed and, and by the way, it was a very, it was a shocking death. She was not yeah. sick. She got ready to go to brunch that day. So, you know, you're dealing with shock. And uh, as I, as almost anyone who knows me knows that she was absolutely my soulmate this time around. Like that's who it was. Yeah. And I say that my mom was a goddess and she had the wit of Oscar Wilde and the legs of yes. a rocket and she could out drink, <laughs> you know, Charlie Sheen. And she, I mean, she was just brilliant yeah. and all these things. And that she was always my best feature. Yeah. Now I have to go with my eyes. They're dough-like. But um, I know... Your dulcet tones. Your dulcet tones when you do your comedy that, meditation. That's what helps. Very, it was that or a phone sex operator. And I think I'm doing the world more good. So I always feel like that it's... Even when new people come into my life now, I feel like you're, you're not meeting mom. You get this like cheap knockoff Canal Street version in me. Uh. Right? But... Uh, but she, she must just, everyone, have been uh, uh, just really quickly. And I don't even know. I haven't thought about this in a long time, Judy. She lived at, at Young and St. Clair. And um, I was walking down the street. Now, this had to be about six months, perhaps after she passed. Mm-hmm. And there was the hot dog vendor on the street. And he said, Carla, where's your I don't I haven't seen your mom. And I oh. said, oh, I'm so sorry. To, and of course, I just throw the glasses on because I was just had to set aside a couple hours a day to weep, right? Yeah. Like, because I just became like this walking telenovela. I was either weeping Aww. or angry or, you know, just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, puppy, it's not your baby. Like, I was just a crazy <laughs> person. So I, I said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. You know, my mom passed away. He burst into tears. And he kept saying, you oh. don't understand. <laughs> How close I was. And I'm like, I think I do. Yeah. Everyone. 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 She was just, I mean, you know, really, she just not of this earth. I know. I know. So, yes, she was. You start with that angel. It's really tough to follow. I know. So and I'm very and I think I started the comedic meditation because uh, stage and, and working out are the only times I'm not grieving. You're not thinking about it because you're so wrapped up in what you're doing and in giving, really. Yeah, and and she, she loved it. And yeah. And you're performing and you're out of your own head and and you're being a teacher like your mom. So, yeah, I, right. Maybe Which I love. I love you, that. You wise sage. <laughs> we got baby Yoda and we've got female Yoda over here across from me. You have two comedy albums currently available on iTunes, Mobius, Stripper, and The Best and the Worst of Carla Collins. But your third and upcoming new album coming up in the new year will be released, Recovering Nudist. And we have a special treat for everyone. We have an exclusive sneak preview <laughs> from the new comedy album. Carla, can you set this up for us? Oh, uh, well, I make a lot. I only make jokes about things I love. And this is me sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, poking fun at uh, spirituality. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Let's roll the clip. Here's an actual conversation between one of my friends and me, okay? Here's the actual transcript. You know, Carla, this weekend was really transformative for me. Because through meditation and deep breath work, I was able to fully open up my heart chakra and receive messages from the Ascended Masters and the Archangel Michael, allowing me to transmute the pain from my past lives and vibrate at my highest level, which is crucial on my earth walk as both an empath and a light worker. Me. This weekend I parted my hair on the left instead of the right. Game changer. It looked sharp. It really opened up my face. 
Down as deep as a love tray. <laughs> I love but that. But also, everyone in LA is an empath. I really don't know what people are saying all the time. It I just love seems that. like, okay. I am so excited to come to your comedy meditation hey. class, and I want to come to them, and I know you're doing more of them in, in January. We have like 20 seconds. What's sheer bliss for Carla Collins? Oh, sheer bliss. People I love laughing and probably dogs most of all. I just want to become a baller rich and save all the dogs. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you best way? CarlaCollins.com, at CarlaCollinsComedian on Instagram, at Carla underscore Collins on Twitter. Amazing. That's so fantastic. You're amazing. Speaking of meditation, we always end the show with a little meditation, mm-hmm. but I can't wait for you guys to hear Carla's longer guided visualization meditation as part of her amazing comedian, comedic meditation series. But here is mine. And la- funnily enough, I mention heart chakras in a real way. So. I'm like a, a stand up psychic. <laughs> knock, knock. I know who's there. I want to thank you so much for Car- Carla thank for being you. here Namaste, today beautiful, and for sugar. coming all the way from Hollywood. And we love you. And you're welcome to come back any I'm any time. Back and every I mean weekend. that. <laughs> I'm we not would, leaving. We would love that. And I'm thanks. holding Duncan hostage. <laughs> thanks. We love. We love. love. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Simon Rakoff as well and Evan Carter, and to everyone, all of everyone here at Zoomer. If you're driving, please pull over, turn off your ignition. We're going to start. This is a real mini one today. Here we go. Begin by getting into a comfortable position and gently close your eyes. Connect with a feeling of joy and a feeling good sensation all over your body. It could be remembering a wonderful moment of connection, thinking of a wonderful person, or something that brings you joy and bliss. Put your hand on your heart, which is your fourth chakra, and feel the warmth and well-being spreading all over you and creating a glow of light. Feel that joy radiating all over your body and take in a deep cleansing breath right in through your nose and breathe out slowly, enjoying the lovely sensation. Any stress you may have is leaving you while the feelings of happiness and calm come over you more and more. Take in another deep breath right in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth, whatever feels more comfortable, and enjoy the sensation of peace, quiet and joy, and rest here for as long as you wish. Whenever you are ready, ready or ready, <laughs> open your eyes gently, stretch and yawn, put a smile on your face, and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. From all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.